welcome to the podcast where we talk about something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So, yeah. Some other. Yeah. After you. <laughs> what, you want me to say welcome to the podcast? Again? I don't know. Welcome to the podcast where we talk about everything to do with being in fuck knows. How do, how do we succinctly say it? I don't know. What's it? What can... Welcome to the podcast where if your life is affected by an alcoholic, this is the podcast for you. <clears throat> oh, we need to really like succinctly work this out. Yeah. <laughs> um, so um, this is Lisa Mortzel. No. No. That's not my name. This is... Oh, fuck. <laughs> this is Lisa Netherwood. That was me. Five years ago. I know. Um... <laughs> Oh yeah, sorry about that. This is Eleanor Rose. Do not call me Eleanor. That's not what my parents call me when I'm in trouble. <laughs> Eleanor. Yeah. No, not in that voice. Eleanor, get the fuck down the stairs. Right. You slut. You slut. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. I was thinking about that from last week. I was thinking maybe we should every week go into like all of the different, because a lot of the people who've sent stuff in have said like some of the shit stuff that people have said to them maybe we should go into the origin of the word for all of the horrible things that people have been called <laughs> maybe we should um what was um because yeah you had sod and sod. i had slut yeah <clears throat> i don't know where slag comes from that's what <laughs> i don't know about so yeah slag know. which is definitely one of the words that comes up is uh officially it's you can either... It's a stony waste matter separated from metals during the smelting or refining of ore. So if you are ever referred to as a slag, just laugh it off because you are not the burning liquid iron that was forming <laughs> a scum of a slag. Uh, or, <laughs> or shake it off because the furnace burns at a minimum temperature to reduce slagging. <laughs> you could just think of it in that way. Um, and then the British informal is to criticise someone in an abusive or insulting manner. My girlfriend was always slagging him off. Doesn't really say where the slagging him off so like deposit or oh, whatever interesting so if you ever get called a slag by the alcoholic don't worry because you're not a stony waste matter good to know good to know isn't good to it know. yeah um so welcome to the podcast where, welcome welcome um that's lisa hi and she's got blonde hair and really nice glasses on at the moment by the way ray-bans mm. and hoops always with the hoops always with the hoop doings always yeah I suppose I should introduce you now as well, shouldn't I? It's up to you. If you want okay. To. How would you describe this this outfit that I've got on today? Okay. Ellie's outfit consists of a black and white polka dot tea dress, mm. an Aaron cardigan. Thank you. And some tartan pajama bottoms. <laughs> I can't. I'm flitting between cold and hot, and I've just come from a long day at the office. Like I'm sure everyone listening is probably going to a job that they hey. don't. Yeah. <laughs> Or they type for a living, or maybe they, I don't know, maybe they like their jobs. It's not funny, not many people do like their jobs, though. I hope some people like their jobs. Yeah, do you like your job? No. No. <laughs> job. I said, put that in inverted commas, job. It's the, yeah. I was so excited to just come here this week and just chat and like get to do something creative that isn't about talking on the telephone. I don't really know about creative. Well, it's we're talking about, a chat, isn't it? We're just having a chat about slags, and <laughs> we've already covered sod and slut. So, uh, 
Yeah, so welcome. Um, how's your week been? Um, lager. Nice. I'm on a lager too. Mm. I'm branding cores at the moment. Maybe we can ask You're them. branding cores. I'm a branding Heineken. Mm, cheers. Here's to podcast number two. So, um, yeah, last week was a really interesting first week. Thanks to everyone who listened and who's come back for more. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Um, we love it. Uh, I think I really realised when I did listen back to it because we sort of were trying to work out what we're doing. Yeah. That we don't know what we're doing. No. <laughs> Quite evident. Um, and we talked a lot about the histrionics of our beginnings of alcohol and how we both got into it, which was <laughs> a lovely trip down memory lane. Yes. But people do that though, don't they, when they're with their friends? Drink. Good times. I realised as well, like, we should say we are in, we are coming to you from Manchester yes which is in the north of the UK so it's not Scotland and it's not London because I think a lot of people if they're not from the UK will be like oh that must be just outside of London I don't know why I'm generic sorry Americans (laughs) it must just be outside of London oh god I should have stopped now um yeah so we're that's where we're calling you from is uh Manchester and this week I have been thinking a lot about just about why we're doing this and the more I think about it the more I just like I want it to just be a fucking chat you know a conversation yeah because we were thinking about who is this for and like who do we want to listen to it and I want it to just be one of those things where you have got someone in your life who is an alcoholic and like we said last week, we talked about feeling alone and feeling like that was just isolated. And you just wanted to hear some of that shit you were going through bounce back at you. Yeah. And the more I think about it, the more I just want it to be one of those things where you can stick it on on your way to that job that you love. <laughs> <laughs> or in your car or, you know, on your way home or when you're running, um, when you're baking, whatever, whatever takes your fancy when you're at the gym goes to the gym um and just feel like yeah we're here with you we are here we know what the fuck you're going through and hey brother it's all good it's all good <laughs> our sister oh um, well i call brother sisters <laughs> hey sister brother um do you know what i mean though i was thinking about why we're doing it and it really made me think yeah well it's for people like us yeah oh um, yeah yeah or if you've like got someone in your life who you know is going through it, like their mum is an alcoholic and they're your best mate, or you met someone at uni because it's fresh as week and they, I mean, their parents are an alcoholic, you know. I mean, if, it could even be for a recovering addict. Yes, welcome, to, welcome. No, but it, it could be to like to hear the other side. Mm. Well, that was one thing we talked about is like if you are. A recovering addict uh, or you're an addict yeah. and you listen to it um, one thing we'd love to know because it's a question we've asked many times is what made a difference to you mm. in your recovery what did someone do because we always say about how we can't control it you can't yeah, yeah. you can't control it the, the addict is going to do what the addict is going to do mm-hmm. there's very little you can do and so if there was something as an addict and you're out there and you you know someone really helped you in a specific way or really didn't help you yeah like, it'd be interesting to know yeah i think so yeah 
So you talked last week about the being an adult child of an alcoholic. Yes. And there's a really awesome um, charity, the National Association for Children of Alcoholics, which is a bit misleading because it's actually for everyone. Yeah. Really, it, it's not just for uh, ACOAs. So, and it was founded about 10 years ago. It's quite new. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think when we started talking about what was out there, you had no idea this was out here. Because obviously when you were looking, yeah, it wasn't, younger. it wasn't that, yeah. Isn't, is Callum Best a patron of this charity? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, Callum Best is George Best, who is a big England football player, his son. Yeah. Um, and his, who is a big, George Best was a big famous football player, um, best football player in England or whatever. And he became notorious for being an alcoholic, really, and yeah. died of alcoholism. So his son, yeah, is sort of, he's a model... And did reality he, star, I reality guess. Reality star. Did he have a problem with alcohol as well? Or no, no. Um, and he, yeah, he's like an advocate. That's the word, isn't it? Yeah. <coughs> oh God, sorry. What did I say? Patron. Patron. Right? <laughs> yeah, a patron. Patron saint. Patron. <laughs> of alcoholics. Patron. <laughs> is it? I don't know what the difference is. Yeah, he's a patron saint of alcoholics. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Best. <laughs> um, but it's a really awesome website. If you've not heard of it, or if you've not read it and there's loads of good stuff on there and we'll probably like dip in and out of the stuff that they've got yeah um one cool thing i found on there is um which is called the six c's oh so it's like a list of stuff for people who are dealing with an alcoholic i thought you were going to tell me it's a list of things beginning with c (laughs) you've been hanging around with your four-year-old son too much (laughs) i thought you were going to explain that to me then it's a car it's a cheese (laughs) It's a cause beer. <laughs> mm. No, it's the six C's. So I thought these were really, they're really simple and like they sound obvious, but I thought they were quite cool. Um, mm. So it's like a little mantra in a way. Right. The first one is the six C's is I didn't cause it. Yeah. Hey, you didn't cause it. <laughs> Because uh, people are going to be an addict regardless. Yeah, regardless. I mean, oh, there's so many different arguments. Okay, not regardless. You might intervene in someone's life at a point before, yeah. but you won't cause it. It's someone's choice to keep going down a path, I think. I don't think someone can cause it. Ooh, what do you think? Ooh. I think something can trigger something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But that trigger could happen to 500 other people. Yeah. And them not become another. Yes. Yeah. So I don't know if something can cause it. There's a lot of underlying stuff that will cause it. And something might trigger it or push it further down. But I don't know if you can cause someone to become an alcoholic. Unless you're like intravenously like feeding them alcohol. And... But even then, I don't know. Yeah. Mm. So you didn't cause it. I thought that was quite... Because a lot of people think it's something to do with their behaviour, is what I mean. Yeah. Especially, like, the people we're talking about, good people, people who uh, yeah. probably think their behaviour, like, if they were just that little bit better, or if they were just that bit more patient. Then or maybe. if they just listened a bit more, or yeah. if they didn't spill the milk when they were a kid, or whatever, you know, you didn't cause it, whatever. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that was one. Okay. <laughs> God. Number two. I can't... Cure it. 
True story. Ayo. <laughs> Another one. True story. Yeah, you can cure it. The addict has to do that. Do you think you ever thought you could cure your mum? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, this has been years and years and years of my life of trying to do different things to help her. And it takes years and years of trying all these different methods and different approaches of then finally coming to the realisation that actually I can't do that. She needs to do that. Mm. Um, Yeah, so that's, yeah, that's right. You can't cure it. No, because like, well, I've seen people... Technically, the addict can't cure it either. Because mm. if you're in, if you're an addict, you're an addict for life. Mm. You just you, you're either addicted and using, mm. or you're sober. Yeah, and you're a recovering addict. Yeah, it's things like yeah. Because I was going to say I've had I've had people who have um, you know they've taken all the alcohol away from the addict and like poured it all down the sink. Yeah. And um, I've had people who've resorted to violence thinking that can help it or people who've locked them in a room thinking that's going to help it or people who've paid their mortgage people who've lied for them about going to work people who yeah and then just abandoned them and yeah thought you know maybe that'll help and yeah. Then, yeah no <laughs> no exactly <laughs> my boyfriend did exactly that he just cut himself off from his mum thinking fine fuck you and no that doesn't work you can barter with your grandchildren yeah. And uh, that doesn't work. That doesn't no. cure it. So, yeah, you can't cure it. That's the second C. Okay. So we've got cause and cure. Well, what do you think the next one's going to be? Cat. Oh, you can cat it. <laughs> God, Lise. Um, <laughs> um, you can't categorise. Is that what you know? <laughs> it wasn't one, but oh. You can definitely categorise. <laughs> um, I can't control it. Yeah. Again, that's that's very something. Yeah. Pretty self-explanatory, really. Isn't yeah, it? you can't control it. That's that stuff like taking away someone's booze or trying to maybe give them a little bit every now and then. Yeah, they're they're gonna do whatever they want to do. They're gonna do it. So you can't control it. However, I can take care of myself, which is a massive thing. Mm-hmm. Which for you, looking at you right now, mm. I've been with you for the past ten years, and that's a big thing that you have put put to the side yeah as taking care of yourself mm. yeah but I think a lot, I think I, I think with me that that came more after I had my son because I didn't want him to have any sort of I didn't want him to be around um my mum and alcoholism and and I didn't want him to know anything about it Mm. um I didn't want him to to have a grandma who was in and out of his life because that's not fair to my child but also at the same time I had to sort of take a step back from my mum in order to be present with my child and not be constantly trying to fix my mum and having that control my life Mm. Because that takes away them from my child. Um, so yeah, I think I think having um, having my son was a massive uh, change for me. 
Massive, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's weird because I don't know if if I didn't have my son, I don't know if I would be in the position I am now with my mum. Whether I'd still be like running around after her and mm. yeah, I mean, I yeah, I've had major, major bouts of like depression, eating disorders, all sorts, and it's all been based around the fact of that I've been more concerned with somebody else and all consumed with somebody else than yeah. myself yeah yep but it's almost like um, if you grow up with a parent who's an addict mm. you're gonna be designed that way you're gonna be designed to put someone else first because that's what you grow up with yeah maybe yeah. so you can take care of yourself yeah you can take what's the C there oh care care <laughs> I'm sorry I was like you can is that the C no you no. can care take care <laughs> you can and you should take care of yourself and yes. fucking whatever that means to you go and get a medicure go and a medicure a medicure what's a medicure it's petty and a- manicure, a manicure. <laughs> at the same time I've just invented a new word yes thank you a medicure. A medicure. I like it. Um, go and what else can you do? Oh, like actually, the, that sounds like the name of like a pharmaceutical. It does, God, like methadone, God. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, that's one of the questions actually on the questionnaire that you can fill out if you want to, and um, when sending your story to us, um, is what do you do to make you feel better, or when yeah. you were with the and like the stuff like have a bath, go for a drive, go for a run, go out dancing. Go to therapy. Lots yeah. of people have said go to therapy. Yeah. Like, I can't underestimate enough. I swear it should be on the National Health Service all the time. Like, it should be, what's it, like, like fucking, what is it in Australia? It's illegal to not vote. It should be mandatory. That's the word I'm looking for. Mandatory. Right. In this country, to vote also, but to go, like, to have a therapist, to at least have a little bit of therapy, because it's amazing. I think there's a big stigma around it. In our country, though. God, is there? Mm. But I know there is, but, like, is there? Do you know when you just think... Yeah. Why? I think people are just... I mean, I don't understand it, because I've seen plenty of therapists in my time. <laughs> <laughs> some just... have helped, some haven't. Some haven't. Yeah. But you've got to go and put yourself first and take care of yourself. And it's just, like, your living was a fucking shitload of anxiety and stress and pressure and disappointment and pain and anger all of these things like go and talk to someone about it if you can't afford a therapist go to the NHS and beg your doctor for one or just talk to your friends about it that can be a way of taking care of yourself so yeah take care of yourself so we've only got three more to go okay (laughs) um oh no two 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 um oh okay oh I've already jumped to it I can communicate my feelings oh okay yeah. I can communicate. You yeah. can communicate feelings. <laughs> I mean, communicate with us. <laughs> Tell us. If you can't, like, you think therapy's a load of bollocks, come, come to us. Come to us. I've got a level two in counselling, so... I have no levels in counselling. <laughs> Just years so in I the will, bank. <laughs> I will illegally give you therapy. Yeah, we will illegally probe your thoughts. <laughs> um, but in a very soft way. But yeah, no, you can communicate your feelings and that's so fucking important to remember if you're sat there and you're listening to this and you haven't told anyone and it's just building up and building up, it's only going to keep getting worse. Oh, yeah. only going to keep building. You talked about that last week about lying, I mean, Because even, even if you can't, even if you don't feel that, that you can communicate 
it directly with somebody, with it, whether that's a friend or a relative or or a therapist, then get a blog, write it down. That's what I did. All free. Weebly. All, all free. I use a Weebly. It was a great way to run, and I always felt so much better. Just for me to vent and run and uh, say things um, that I, I probably wanted to say to my mum that I couldn't or that was pointless because yeah. she wouldn't remember it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> well, she wouldn't. So, yeah, and not feeling... Not feeling like I was unable to speak to other people about it but I didn't want to bother other people with like my what felt like a miserable miserable time (laughs) and be like oh hey it's so nice to see you again Lisa and I'm like well let me just ruin your week (laughs) by telling you all the shit things that's going on in my life that phrase you love misery loves company yeah it does. It really does. <laughs> and it doesn't have to be miserable. Hey. I mean, it is. But we yeah. can laugh at it. Yeah, we can. We can laugh at all those times. But <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. No, good for you. Fucking good for you. This is a really cool thing that people have started doing. And, and it's... You can write... Uh, what? How do we describe it? Like, it's as if you can write a letter... If you want to write a letter to someone, if you want to write a letter to the alcoholic to just say mm. how you feel, send them into us because we'd love to read them. We've had a few. Yeah. And they're fucking incredible. I've written, well, it's, it's kind of a therapy exercise actually, isn't it? The whole, if you could write a letter to your parents. Yeah, what would you say? You know, maybe you'll never post the letter. Yeah. But you could just say it. Or to your partner or to your child or to your best mate, whatever. Because if you're never going to post it, yeah. you're never going to receive they're never going to receive that letter. Yeah, yeah, you're, going yeah, to, yeah. you're more likely going to be more honest. Yeah. yeah. So if you want to write it fucking down and say how you really feel and just vent like Lisa did. Yeah. Fuck it. And you want to hear it? Send it in. Because we will read everything. If you really can't articulate it, join a dance class and express with your body. <laughs> As <laughs> someone... Expressive dance. Expressive dance class. Or, yeah. Yeah. Try to keep it like on a positive, like <laughs> try not to express it through getting drunk and throwing up in your own vomit. But I mean, if that works for you, if, then that's hey, fine. I've done hey, it. no judgment. <laughs> no judgment. She says on her third call in the last hour. So yeah. Um, and the last one, I can make healthy choices. Choices. Mm. See for choices. Well done. Thank you. Um, yeah. I don't know what that means. I can make healthy choices. I think that's very similar to I can take care of myself, do you not think? Do you think they were grasping at straws here when I they, think they, they, were. they thought five is not a good number? I think that's at least pretty three, much the same statement. So we've got, <laughs> we've got, I didn't cause it, I can't cure it, I can't control it, which is about them. And then for you, it's like for the person, it's I can take care of myself, I can communicate my feelings, I can make healthy choices. Mm-hmm. I think... Yeah, self-explanatory but positive. Like, it's good to remind yourself. Yeah, and that's Nicoa's six, six C's. C's. which is a really lovely... Um, it's just an amazing site. It's everything that we want to talk about with less swearing and alcohol. Um, yeah. <laughs> and probably far more facts <laughs> and clear statistics. 
but less fun. Um, yeah, and also, if anyone's out there right now and they're like, listen to this podcast and thinking, fuck, this podcast isn't helping me enough. So I'm just going to plug this bit, the Nicoa helpline, mm-hmm. because it's fucking free and it's 24-7. It won't show on your online bill. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't so, know that. So, yeah, if you are, you know, concerned or you're not wanting to share it, with, you know, it won't come up on your bill. Yeah. So that's that's pretty amazing, really. Um, it's for everyone and for all ages. So you could be like fucking five and six, seven, eight. Oh, can you dial a phone? Yeah, I guess. Um, or you could be 65, whatever. There's yeah. no, it's for all ages. And it's basically information and support and you don't have to give your name, you can tell them as little or as much as you like Mm -hmm. Um, and they're just there and they say that they don't judge and they listen and it's all confidential so that's amazing I think and it's just like fuck I wish I would have I wish I would have known about this in the past 10 years (laughs) yeah I don't know it's just a weird thing to think like how different it was back then compared to now like and also why why because I'm not, I don't have a parent who's an alcoholic or I don't have a partner who's an alcoholic. I just have loads of people who are really close to me in my life who have alcoholics in their life. Yeah. And I just, it just made me think, why does that happen? How do we all end up with each other? It's not coincidence. I don't think it's a coincidence. Do you know? No. I think we find each other, like with our brain receptors. That's, I'm doing something with my hands. Like, I think we find each other. You find people who... What did you do really badly then in a past life? (laughs) (laughs) You went to do with all these mates. I know. (laughs) Well, I don't... I like... I guess... um, I've always been like a... I've I've always been a listener. That's it. I've always been... I grew up with parents who like to tell me about their problems. Right. Which is equally as healthy as Malcolm, I'm sure. Um, no, I grew up with parents who like to share with me their innermost problems and secrets. And, mm. you know, I can't, there's no bar, there's no bars. No bars hold? What do you say? No no bars. No holds. No bad? What is it? Hold? No, no bars hold. hold. Fuck. No bars held. No... <laughs> Why don't you just say there was no boundaries? There was no boundaries. Yeah. <laughs> no bars held. Um, yeah, and so people have always just... But I just find it funny when I think about it that I've got three or four really good friends and my partner's mum's an alcoholic and it's just funny. I just thought about it, that thing of... It's funny. <laughs> it's hilarious. <laughs> of why we why we gravitate towards, towards sort of like certain people. I don't know. Am I just talking... Do you not think that in your life you've gravitated towards people who've got something similar, like like your husband? I don't know. No, because Joel couldn't be, and his family couldn't be any more different to, like his upbringing is completely, completely different to mine. Because <clears throat> I thought his family were really weird <clears throat> when I first met him. Not weird, they're lovely, but because... They're so lovely. Yeah, yeah. I mistrust. I thought it was really odd. <laughs> like you were like, "What the fuck's like, the problem here?" <laughs> all going round to have a nice like family dinner, and everyone's like super nice to each other, and it's all <laughs> really, really normal and nice. Yeah. And I was like, 
what the fuck is this shit about? Like, yeah. Not used to. <laughs> like they were in some sort of cult. Like you were yeah, like, like it was weird. <laughs> Did you distrust them immediately? Yeah, I was just yeah. like, who are these people? What the fuck? Yeah. Yeah, and I think I've probably actively stayed away from... No, no, not act, no, not actively. Incidentally, stayed away from people like that because I don't get it. Mm. So that's why you, you end up with people who are fucking as equally as fucked as you. Yeah. <laughs> that's why you end up friends with them. You know what I mean? <clears throat> yeah. yeah. I still don't get it. I mean, I get it. They're, like, they're just not. Oh, what? The, what are they called? What's the, the Hills Are Alive and Sound of Music family? The Von Trapp family. The Von Trapp family. <laughs> no, they're all... They're, the they're Netherlands all, are alive. No, but they're, 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 they're all lovely. But I still feel... Um uncomfortable it's just because I'm not used to it that's all yep I'm used to you know having dinner and my mum being smashed and throwing something or yep. causing a row you know like not not like oh, how was your day today oh lovely like it's yeah it's it's odd so I think the help plane's actually newer I think the help plane's only about four years old so or three years old so but the number is 0800-358-3456. Or you can email, if you prefer to communicate that way, helpline at nacoa.org.uk. Will Callum Best answer the phone? Callum Best. Patron will, saint. Pa- the patron saint <laughs> will pop up. Um, so yeah, I, I just wanted to share that because it's something that I just think is exactly right. It's exactly right. Yeah. And there's no money involved. There's no subscription. There's no, this will fix you. And you don't have to be a child of an alcoholic as well. Just remember that. You can be anybody. You can be anybody who lives, loves, cares for, deals with, is pestered by whatever. Pestered by. Pestered. That's the most gentle word (laughs) to describe it. Um, So yeah. Yeah, that was my little share from this week. So this is from last week. This is Dr. Janet Jerginger. Whoa, did it? Get out the way. <laughs> um, yeah, she's the one who wrote the book Adult Children of Alcoholics. Uh, Which we gave a big thumbs up to. Yes, huge thumbs up. Uh, we read out one of the 13 characteristics of an ACOA last week. And um, now we're going to do another. Okay. Ellie. Pick a number uh, between 1 and 13, but not number 3. Okay, I'll pick number 12. Number 12. Adult children of alcoholics are extremely loyal, even in the face of evidence that the loyalty is undeserved. Oh, read that one again. Adult children. Adult children of alcoholics are extremely loyal, even in the face of evidence that the loyalty is undeserved. So basically, adult children of alcoholics are golden retrievers. Basically. (laughs) They just keep coming back. They just keep coming back. Oh, okay. Extremely loyal. That is totally, that is totally a characteristic of me. Yeah, plain and simple. All right, so you're extremely loyal. Yeah, I've been extremely loyal to my mum 
over the years when it has been totally undeserved. I've basically done everything for her for years when nobody else in the family or friends wanted anything to do with her. So I've cleaned up her vomit. I've cleaned her house, played her mortgage. <laughs> um, I've sat and taken abuse from her and still sat there for hours with her so she's not on her own and continued just generally to stay in contact with her and speak to her when all she did was not very nice things to me. She didn't deserve me at all. And yet I kept going back because I wanted to help her and I didn't want to leave her on her own. Um, and this this was something that I learned in therapy. Um, one of my therapists said to me that your mum treats... Because obviously my brother stopped speaking to her for a period of time. I did too. And I have done... For the longest period of time I went without speaking to her was like for over a year. And then there's been... Uh, times in between them could be a week, could be a few months, um, but I always go back because I'm too um, loyal. <laughs> too um, much a golden retriever. Yeah, pretty much. That's your spirit dog. I'm just. <laughs> I just didn't want her to be on her own because I just thought, what a sad fucking existence that woman's got. Yeah. Um, Joe, my my husband said that I've got too much empathy, and he said that for as long as I've known him, because plenty of people wouldn't really bother, but also plenty of people would do exactly the same thing that I've done. The main reason why she's so nasty to you is because she knows that no matter what, you'll always go back. Yeah. And you'll always be there. Be loyal. Yeah, you'll be loyal. Yep. When it's totally undeserved. Fucking fuck. But also, the good thing is saying you're extremely loyal as well, in a good way. Oh, yeah. Because, like, that feeling of, like, being loyal, Mm -hmm. like, that is just you will defend and protect someone. Yeah. And advocate for someone. Through everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, to a fault. Mm. Yeah. That's, and that's what I was saying before. Like, do you think that's crossed over into, like, other relationships? Yeah, possibly. More than likely. <laughs> <laughs> Not to name names. Ex-boyfriends. Yeah. I am, what do you think about that characteristic? I am seeing it in you, big style. I'm seeing the golden retriever flapping away, ears running towards me, golden fur fluffing in the wind, <laughs> being extremely loyal. Calling me a dog? I'm saying your spirit dog is a golden retriever. Brilliant. 100%. I mean, my golden retriever bit me when I was like... <laughs> left a scar when I was 11. Nice. So can you see? There's the two teeth marks, look. Be careful, I'll give you a scar on your hand to match. I know, you've just given me emotional scars, it's fine. Um, so if you were to sum you up in like three words as your three descriptive characteristics, 
would one of those words be golden retriever? Would it, <laughs> would it be loyal? Yes, I am loyal to my alcoholic mother. Yes. Even when it's undeserved. So yes, Janet Jerjinger. Yes, Janet. Wrote it. Wrote it. Well, if you are loyal out there, and even when it's undeserved, we want to know what the fuck loyal means, because clearly we are not <laughs> articulating it very well. Anyway, so yeah, that was number... 12. 12 to So we'll do another one next week. We will read one every week, and we want to hear your thoughts on what you think is extremely loyal, even in the face of the evidence of the loyalty being undeserved. <laughs> <laughs> Um, cause Janet, and yeah, if you want to have a read any more about it, get the 13 characteristics, adult children of alcoholics, a brilliant book by Janet, whoa, what it's, what it's, what it's, um, she's brilliant. And, um, yeah, so have a look at that. I found this little thing that I sent to you this week, which I, um, I don't know, I could read a bit of it. Um, so you've read it as well. Uh-huh. Um, so you might have heard about her in the new in the news, or she was she did a couple of um news interviews and like loose women, I think is the stuff she was on, and like BBC News she did a thing. And it was like a really big deal. Um and it's kind of like what we were talking about earlier about writing a letter to someone that you would never send. Mm-hmm. Because I think there's so much power in that. Yeah. Knowledge is power. <laughs> but um, is this girl, a teenager, and she is called Chelsea Cameron. And I think she's from Scotland, which is not England. It's Scotland and not Wales or Ireland. And um, she was a teenage girl who grew up with two addict parents, but they were drug addicts. Yeah. <clears throat> and um, I think she got put into care... Um, she had a really rough time at school. She was got suspended. I think she was expelled. She had a really, really shitty time um, growing up with parents. And she wrote an open letter to her drug addict parents thanking them for not being there for her. Mm-hmm. Um, so she goes on to talk about how they missed her exam results and how she became head girl and they missed all of that. And, you know, Dundee, that's where she's from and about how it taught her the values of independence and ambition, um, which helps her to go from being almost excluded to becoming head girl. And it's this amazing, I just, I don't know why, it just really like makes my heart tick a little bit faster. Parents, both of you, thank you for teaching me that drugs ruin lives, breaks families apart and gives no one a quality of life worth living. I'll be eternally grateful for this lesson you've taught me which has a message which has stuck by me until this day and always will. I have never and never will have a desire to take harmful substances. Thank you for teaching me to be ambitious. Your example showed me that no ambition for education, work or any type of success is very harmful and leads to not a lot of self-worth. Your example showed me that life is all about choices and that I didn't need to make some of the ones you did. Life is not sunshine and rainbows. And thank you for teaching me that life is unfair. People disappoint you and there's sometimes nothing you can do about that. A lesson well learned from both of you. You've allowed me to be a more patient and tolerant person than I could have imagined. 
I hope one day that you'll wake up and realise there is so much more the world has to offer you guys. And when that day comes, please come and find me so we can enjoy life together. I'll show you some nice restaurants I like, and if you're lucky, I might take you to Germany one day. Until then, I'll dream of what my life would be like with parents to enjoy it with. Thanks for everything. I owe you. Wow. Yes, Chelsea. Yes. I fucking love that. Good for good for her, girl. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> it's good that she's taken like all of the shit she's been through. Well, yeah, because and turned it into something so positive and this... made something of her life. But the bit that gets me, oh yeah, is go on, where go on. she says, "I bet like, it's the same bit." Um, I hope you'll. One day you'll wake up and realise there's so much more the world has got to offer offer you. And when that day comes, come and find me and I will show you nice restaurants. I'll take you here. We'll do yeah, this together. Because, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, that, that's, that's mm-hmm. fantastic that she still would like to do that. Because she could just turn around and be like, fuck you. Mm. I want nothing to do with you mm-hmm. ever again. I'm sure so she probably has her. had that at a point yeah. in life. Yeah. I like the bit about um thanks yeah, for she, thanks for not teaching me that sunshine that sunshine. At the same time though, she was eighteen when she wrote this letter. Yeah. So that's still That was last the, this year? Or that, last year. Was it? Mm. So eighteen. i I mean, I've only like got to a point where I've not been thinking, fuck you all the time like about my mum yeah fairly recently and I'm mm-hmm. 32 but I think um, I think children are not children but okay children and young people they are more susceptible to change the older we get the more fucking stubborn we get the more stuck we become with habits the harder it becomes to change do you know what I mean I just think it's re- I just think it's really nice it's really lovely but no, it's, do you not think that, though, that it's the longer we go on, like, someone intervened in her... I think she was taken into care. From what I read, mm. I think she was taken into care on the age of about 14. Yeah. Um, and she she goes on to talk about she had a younger brother who she took to school for his first day that her parents didn't come. So, you know, she thanks them for stuff like that. No, um, I mean, like, I just think that she's done... She's yeah taken something really bad and made it something really positive when really she could have... Um, taken everything that she'd been through with her and just blamed them and then used it as a reason to have a completely different life than the one that she's chosen. And a lot of people would. Yeah. To learn that as a young person that life isn't sunshine and rainbows, Mm. a lot of people would think, oh, that's really sad. Oh, that's really... Instead of thinking, yeah, it's sad. But... Most stories on this podcast are going to be sad. Mm-hmm. But there's something ultimately super fucking positive and wonderful about that. But what, I, what you... Is what you're saying, you didn't realise that until you were much mm. older. Right, okay. And I'm saying that I think it's fucking fantastic that this girl is 18 years old and she's already realised that. Right. It's brilliant. <clears throat> got it, got it. And crazy that she is that mature. Okay, yeah, yeah. I think because when I spread that, that, thank you for teaching me to be ambitious. Thanks for teaching me that life isn't going to be good. Always. Yeah. That's kind of sad for an 18-year-old. 
even though it's a good thing that she's mature and she's realised it. Oh, it's, it's sad. It's yeah. sad. But what I was saying was a lot of this fucking podcast is sad stories. Yeah, of course it is. But that's not what we're here to like. We're here to see it from the positive side, which is fuck it. She's going to learn that lesson and she's learned it early, but at least she's owning it. Like what you're saying. Yeah, exactly. And she's going, yeah, I take responsibility for the way I am and the way that I've been brought up. And yeah, she's found a way to be grateful for it. Yeah. Because we do, we don't, I think a lot of time, I mean, look at all the great fucking artists in the world, all the great people, a lot of people who've created amazing stuff have come from pain and anxiety and anger and like loss and grief and Mm -hmm. neglect because they've been driven to like make something of themselves or been Mm -hmm. driven to, so at least she's like able to acknowledge that's good for her. It's a good thing. Sometimes pain is a fucking, if you're out there and you've been brought up and you've got pain and horrible anger and we're neglected and I'm just saying, hey, you're going to be in, you're in the good club. You're in the good club. You're in the good club. You're in good, you're in the good club. Welcome. I'm saying, welcome. Because that fucking pain and that anger and that neglect and that, it will only drive you to... To be, I think, to create amazing things. Because once you accept, you have to deal with a lot of life on your own. Yeah. You know, and find things out for yourself and harsh realities sooner and quicker. And yeah, it'd be nice to be protected from those things. But I just think sometimes it's something to be celebrated. So if you want to share anything of your thoughts or your feelings or ideas from this week's podcast send them in through the email or the twitter or um, if you want to send us some pictures on instagram you can send in your how are you describing it like open letters yeah open letters open letters to your alcoholic or just you want to share your story or you want to fill in the questionnaire yeah visit the website it's all on there Thank you for listening. Yeah, thanks for listening. We have been semi-drunk and enjoying this podcast. <laughs> Probably the only ones who do. Probably the only ones who do. And um, I, this has been sponsored by Cause Beer and Prosecco. And Golden Retrievers. And Golden Retrievers coming to you loyally <laughs> from all over the globe. <laughs> Yeah, cracking. Bye. Bye. Bye.